What you're about to hear are real stories about real people and real events. These stories have been documented and backed by science. What you hear may spook you, but it cannot hurt you. Welcome to the QC Confessional Podcast. Live from the studio in downtown, <clears throat> uptown Charlotte. QC Confessional. QC Confessional. QC Confessional. They contain adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. And we are live. It's the QC Confessional Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com with Jenna Gribble. Hello. And Brandon Hinson. I'm disappearing today. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Ren. Tonight we're going to be talking about some spooky stuff. Halloween's coming up here real soon, and we've got a special guest in the studio tonight from the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society. Going to be talking about ghost stories and haunted houses and buildings and residences all around the Charlotte area. Some pretty spooky stuff. This is actually take number two for this show. We tried to record (laughs) one last week, but all of a sudden the power went out. In the Just whole city. Like, like it was crazy. Somebody didn't want us to talk. We weren't able to record <laughs> the show. So I don't know why. Was it a coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> but we do have a special guest in the studio. Go ahead and introduce her. We do. We do. Uh, joining us today is uh, Miss Tina McSwain. She's the founder and executive director of the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society. Did I get that right? You sure did. All right. <laughs> she is our guest today. And uh, she's investigated quite a few properties around Charlotte. And uh, she's our guest today to talk about hauntings, haunted places, and um, maybe some feedback on some of our experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sure will. The very first question off the bat, do you believe... <laughs> Are ghosts real? Yes, they are. Without a doubt. Look at that. No hesitation whatsoever. Yeah. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm, straight I'm up. definitely a believer. I have no doubt. Definitely. Have you guys experienced anything like that? Anything spooky? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything weird? Definitely. Oh, yeah. What happened? Tell me the story. My dad's dad, my grandfather, he didn't like for us to call him grandfather, grandpa, or anything like that. We called him by his name, Russell, right? Mm-hmm. He was kind of a different individual. We He lived in uh, Whiteville, North Carolina, just outside of Wilmington. He passed away when, I want to say we were like eight or nine, something like that. Lived a kind of a different a different kind of life, and uh, just, he was... He taught us how to fish. Just a, your grandpa. He was you a know? grandpa. Yeah. And uh, we, um, a couple of years later, uh, he was notorious for hanging out at Western Autos when they was around. <laughs> he didn't drive a car. He always had a moped. And um, the, uh, uh, Lake Waccamaw, which is kind of where we always grew up as kids and we would go to, he would sit at this uh, this little place called Dupree's that was like a, I say marina. It's a, don't, You can't think of it like a marina on Lake Norman. It was a small little place. It had like a fishing tackle shop that was on the water and it had a, a a boat dock. So that was kind of where he would hang out, buy his sun drops and, and, uh, and whatnot in, in, in a bottle, you know, yeah. that's when everything nice. was in bottles. Mm-hmm. And um, they had built a, a new store down there, kind of across the street from a BP station. And I think that when we were, I don't think I was driving yet, so I want to say I was maybe... 12, 13, 14, something like that. We, you know, we still, I, we still to this day go down and visit the area. Like my dad still has family down there. I was walking through one of the stores or walking through that BP store. It's summertime now. It's 90 degrees. And it's hot. I got really cold. Just felt like a cold passed through mm-hmm. me like really mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. And he had this certain, certain smell. I don't know if it was the clone or whatever he wore, but it was, we'll say it's Old Spice because that's kind of what, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah. it was like that very distinctive that grandpa uh, smell that grandpa yeah. smell <laughs> that aftershave smell and I'll never forget being in the candy aisle and having that and my brother was behind me and we were walking through and I, and I just kind of stopped and froze up and smelled him mm-hmm. and felt it and I turned yeah. around and I looked at my brother because I'm assuming that he's 
feeling Fan, the same. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, weirdo. I was like, man, do you not, do you not smell that? Do you not feel that? And he was like, what are you talking about? And then, and, and of course I tell him what I'm, what I'm thinking. And he thinks you're crazy. And he thinks I'm absolutely nuts. <laughs> so that was, that was probably the one I would never forget that man. And that was, um, that's probably the one experience I've had, like as far as a, a family member goes that I'm, I was for sure like, that's, that's my grandfather. Like yeah. this is you his area. Know. This is where he hangs out. This was where he hung out. This is where we spent all of our time, even though that store wasn't there when he was alive, but that was the property and the, and the, and the place that we were mm. always at. Right. And, uh, and that, and I'll, I'll never forget that yeah. one. Man. That's, wow. that's, that was, yeah. that was the first time for me. Uh, that I'd ever experienced. Something, something it's a cool like feeling, that. though. It's oh, definitely yeah. a cool feeling. I wasn't feeling. scared. I wasn't afraid. I was like, I, yeah. I remember yeah. kind of walking away being like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. That you just, was pretty cool. You kind of sense you know? a, vibe, yeah. a vibe. I get a lot of those vibes yeah. where I'm like, I know you're here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I'll often smell, my grandparents both were very heavy smokers and they lived to be, both of them lived to be in their in their 80s mm-hmm. and they were uh, smoked Lucky Strike cigarettes wow. and for some reason I can always tell the difference between a Lucky Strike cigarette and like a Marlboro or any other mm-hmm. kind of it just has this really no filter distinct smell <laughs> um, and sometimes like and it's they don't even I don't even think they make them anymore but yeah I'll get that know. whole uh I know, I know you're here. Kind right, of thing. right. Yeah. So when you, when you get that feeling, does it freak you out or do you feel comfortable? It used to freak me out. I mm-hmm. do a lot of like, well, I do a lot of like, uh, like laughing through tears. Mm-hmm. Like it kind yeah, of freaks yeah, me yeah. out and then I'm sad and then I'm kind of like, Oh my God, they're here. Right. Like it's weird. Yeah. So I, I posted something the other day when I was flying back, um, from Paris last week, you know, my, my mom passed away a year ago mm-hmm. and she, the song that she got married to, um, like 25 years ago, it's a song from the movie um, Son of a Woman with mm-hmm. Al Pacino mm-hmm. and it's a tango song and I've heard it a million times and so I was on a nine hour flight and I'd taken some sleeping pills and I was asleep on the plane and I'd fallen asleep to this Seth Rogen mo- like movie <laughs> called um, I can't remember what it's called but it's with Seth Rogen and Charlie's there and it's pretty new oh, yeah. and um, I was asleep and I all of a sudden I heard I was in the dream and I was somewhere and she was there and I heard the tango music. Mm. Well, all of a sudden I woke up and it was the music playing in the movie. Mm. And I just kind of was like, and I was on my way to Paris, which Mm. she was like, you've got to go to Paris if you ever get a chance. And so I just was like, I knew she was there in that moment. You know, it's like, it's just too much of a coincidence. It's not like it's a song you hear all the time on the radio. So I think I've always felt found comfort in it. Like, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. never, it's never freaked me out. Like, and it, it seems like it's always happened to me at times when I'm like, I'm going through something yeah, and exactly. I'm, and I'm like not hitting rock bottom, but like I'm, I'm dealing with either a, a you know, a hard situation mm-hmm. or, um, like I remember I was having, um, uh, I think I was going, I'd gone through a breakup or something. Actually the, t- the two times I've had some, what, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I've only known you to have like maybe one or two other girlfriends besides your wife. Right. And, and both times I've had some pretty strange yeah, experiences yeah. because I, I t- took them pretty hard. But, um, I remember coming coming home, I've been out or been at work or something and I fell asleep in my bedroom i had a chair in my bedroom and i had a candle sitting on top of a stack of magazines mm. not in a glass jar just like a candle sitting like a regular yeah and i was watching a movie or reading a book or something i remember thinking i need to blow that out before i fall asleep because mm-hmm. if that thing burns down it's sitting on a stack of magazines right right you know <laughs> and uh i remember i fell asleep and i remember um it felt like someone had grabbed i came up out of the chair mm-hmm. felt like someone had grabbed the back of my arm mm-hmm. like and squeezed it a couple times mm-hmm. And I jumped, <laughs> yeah. and the can and I remember looking down, and think candle, blow it out. And I thought for a second, I was like, well, "What grabbed my arm?" Yeah. Right, you know. But it literally <laughs> felt like someone had sw- like squeezed yeah. the fat yeah. in the back of my arm. Yeah, enough to like it. It. it I came up, I levitated out of the chair. Yeah. And looked yeah. down. I was like, "Okay." Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Right. right. <laughs> I always think Somebody's looking out for you. Right. Yeah. Those are the experiences I've had, too, where I would be, uh, and it's usually in a difficult time, or when there's danger or something around, mm. I'll feel a, a hand on my shoulder as if just to get my attention. You know, nothing to, like, spook me, but kind of like a calm hand on my shoulder, and then something pops in my mind like, oh, do this, or oh, don't turn left, or oh, hit the brakes, or oh, whatever it may be to kind of stop you from doing yeah. whatever it right. is. And it's it's not a scary thing. It's a comforting thing, but it feels like someone is there and that there's a hand on your shoulder yeah. like you said on your arm it's so yeah. weird yeah. Yeah. I, I think that real, you know your relatives that have passed i think mm-hmm. they're allowed you know to come right. back and visit and yeah. especially in times that you need somebody yeah. right i mean they're right there for you but i think they just come in pop in pop out going about there it's always business. really fast too mm-hmm. like i always feel like i'm like no wait wait wait, wait hold on hold on come <laughs> back questions. Come back. yeah or like yeah but like what? you saying like you're like i've found that when i'm like either about to doze off or about to wake up right. is when yeah. it'll happen mm-hmm. and i'm like wait did i dream that or yeah. did that happen yeah. you know it's like so. And you can kind of feel uh, the the energy when somebody's in the same room with you. Mm-hmm. If your yeah. back's turned to them, you don't know. You just kind of feel like there's something there. You turn around, nothing's there, but uh, you kind of know. Yeah, kind of yeah. feel that something is. Yeah. So Tina, how long have you been doing this? Is this something that you've been doing your entire life, or was there an event or something that happened that got you interested and curious about it? Well, for for one thing, my family will laugh if they hear this, but mm-hmm. my mom saw dead people oh wow so i think i inherited that right. from her do you see dead people i do oh my oh, wow. god we've got to hang out is there yes. anybody here that we need <laughs> no, to well, discuss not that i've concentrated on i okay. haven't seen anybody but <laughs> she has, she I, said, i'll well. let you know before i leave <laughs> please you know? do do you see <laughs> like ap- like do you actually see like how you see us or do you see it just like it's uh like an apparition like um, a, like a both mm-hmm. both the the very first time uh, that I saw somebody mm-hmm. was actually I had gone to a friend of mine's house and we were going to go to dinner. She lived over in Myers Park. So um, I, I went over. She wasn't ready. She said, I need to jump in the shower. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Well, it was in the afternoon. She said, sit down, watch the news or something. So I know it was around 6, 630. And uh, she uh, got in the shower. There was no one there but she and I. Five minutes later, you know, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm looking toward the, the TV, which happened to be in the corner. And out of the corner of my eye, I noticed some movement. And the movement seemed to come from the back of the house. So obviously, I turn and look, expecting to see her because we're the only ones there. And out of the back of the house comes this little lady. Oh, I mean, wow. she looks like she's in her 80s. She's walking, got the old person gait where they kind of shuffle mm-hmm. from side to side. And she walks up to me in the living room, looks at me. She smiles at me. I can see her teeth. Wow. Waves her hand like this, you know, a semicircle. Uh-huh. She turns around, starts to go back the way she came, yeah. and then just disappeared wow. in the middle of everything. Mm. And talking about that was my first experience. That was your like very that. first. How very long ago first. was that? It was um, 89, 1989. Okay. And the hair on the back of my neck stood up. <laughs> my knees got weak. And I also felt like I was going to be sick. I think it was just the adrenaline. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing, logic kicked in. I got up. I ran around the house looking for this little lady that just came in out of wherever. I don't know. And, you know, and, and I was sitting beside the front door. I could see the kitchen door. The only place that she could have come in was through the back master mm-hmm. bedroom. So I run back there, and of course the sliding glass door is locked, and you know there's the old broom handle in the track. Mm-hmm. Right. So she didn't get in that way. So at this point, I go to my friend who's in the shower, and I bang on the door, and she doesn't hear it. You know, doesn't get out. So I just fling it open. 
And I'm like, there was, and there was lady, and I was like babbling. She goes, whoa, 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 hold on. She goes, what did you see? And I said, well, I saw this little lady, you know, like late 70s, early 80s. She was wearing a pink dress. She goes, oh, girl, that's just my grandmother. She died about five years ago. And every now and then she bebops through the house. Oh, wow. I just looked at her and I said, you know, <laughs> you could have you could have told somebody yeah. that you lived in a haunted house. How do you start that conversation, though? Oh, by the way, yeah. this uh, house yeah. is haunted. You know? <laughs> but I would believe it because, you know, I mean, that being an older, na- like yeah. uh, an older neighborhood, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. my grandparents lived. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their house is gone. But yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised. Like my grandfather, my mom grew up right in my backyard where I live now, mm-hmm. and her house is still there. And her grandfather committed suicide in the house, mm-hmm. um, probably I want to say like two years before I was born. But I and I, so I never met him. Mm-hmm. But um, I often go out in that field and take yeah. my dog. Like I, if there is a ghost, mm-hmm. I want to see him. Yeah, like, I, I want to meet. Right, like, yeah. wouldn't that be a cool way to yeah. meet your grandpa? Right. Sure would be. You know, it's funny you mentioned the house, like the house that you're at. Um, and you may even know the, of this house. So a friend of mine in, in middle school, I think it was four, we were like I don't know, 13 or 14 years old, um, lived in a, a very old house in, in Monroe. And it's like 150 years old. And I want to say like, I feel like when I was sitting on his porch, the road kind of split. In front yeah, of the house. I know the house you're talking about. You know what I'm about. talking about? Okay. So, um, wait, 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 tell me about the house. They, what's, what's the deal with the house? So, so we went the to the old house in Monroe. The old house in Monroe. Okay. okay. Uh, his his parents lived. Uh, he lived there growing up through, through school. We went to Providence State School together. Okay. And I went to go stay over at his house. And he, you know, of course, we're 14. So he's telling me his house is haunted. I'm like. The dude, and we play jokes on each other all the time. Right. The dude's trying to scare me, Cap. Now, he, his mom was into collecting old antiques. They lived in old houses, just what they were about. Pa- the parents were to go out to, they were, were going to go eat. We were watching his little brother. And uh, I'll never forget this man. We're sitting on the couch and we're watching MTV or something. And the door, uh, doorknob jingles. Like someone's, like the parents are home. Like it was about time for them to be home. And he's like, uh, his little brother gets up. He's like, mom and daddy's home. Mom and daddy's home. And he walks up to the door. And, and I'm still watching TV. I don't even turn around. He's like, there's nobody there. And like, just the way the little kid says it, it's like my hair stands up. I was like, oh, what wow. do you mean? I look at, I look at my friend Thomas. I was like, dude, what's going on? He's like, I told you my house is haunted. <laughs> little things happen all over the place. I was like, okay. Parents came home a little bit later. I'm freaked out at this point a little bit. Like, I so it was one of those old houses where like the, they have the room dividers. Like it's not doors. Like they have like the whole sliding doors that, you know, that would section off the rooms. There's a fireplace in every room. And, um, uh, the doors would close by themselves at night oh, while wow. they were sleeping. Like you could hear them like close. Like wow. they had them like, set up to close or they, somebody no, no, no. Uh, was no, no, no. doing this? Like the, we're in bed and the door, you could hear the dividers like and like close. Mm. Whose so, house was this? Uh, my friend Thomas Beck. Oh, I know him. Yeah, you probably know him. Really? Yeah, this is yeah, this freak. So, so the next morning, he's going to get a shower. Showers across the hall, and uh, he's like, "Hey, listen." He's like, and he told me this earlier. He's like, "My closet door has to stay open. You can't shut it." He's like, it, "It just leave it open." I was like, "All right, whatever." You know, old doorknobs. So I was like, "I'm thinking maybe it just won't shut." Mm-hmm. Not thinking that you should not shut it. <laughs> There's a difference. So, I'll never forget. He goes and gets a shower. And I, I'm listening to R.E.M.'s CD and the song Drive and mm-hmm. on, on his boombox. Never forget it, man. And I look over and I was just subconsciously because I have a thing with doors shut the door. And I was like, he's, you know, and I thought about it when I did it. I was like, oh, he said not to, oh, whatever. And I turn back around and I hear and the door swings open. And uh, I, I just felt like the whole, my whole body tingle like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, please. <laughs> please don't do this to me right now. Please don't do this. I'm going to shut this thing back. So I shut it back and turned back around. I was like, if this thing, if this thing opens up, I'm out of here. I'm running. So sure enough, I hear a click 
and the door opens up again. I go wow. running into the sh- into the bathroom. He's in the shower. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I was like, "Man, your your closet door just opened by itself." I know you told me not to shut it. He's like, "I told you." He's like, "Oh, shower curtain." He's like, "I told you not to close the door, man. You can't close that door." That's so cool that he was so comfortable, was so with, comfortable that with that at it. what fourteen? Yeah, he'd been yeah. living there for you know they've been living there for a while. He was wow. you can't shut that door. Oh my god. Okay, so um, I asked I asked I think I asked his mom or dad about it later, and apparently. I think the house is like 150 years old. Something was up at the house. Apparently somebody had gone to get away from something in the attic and there was an attic crawl space through the closet. And that's where you did not, you, you, you can't shut, you can't shut that off. That needs to remain open. And it's a way into, in, into and from the, the attic. For the, like, but yeah. they have never had like, I pulled come... the door the second time to make sure it was like, not closed. just a faulty like door handle. Right. So I knew for sure the second time it's closed yeah. and it's not coming open that's so and opened cool. up. And I'll never forget that. Never say that house again, but I'll, but I'll never forget that. And <laughs> that's love... the only time that I've ever actually been scared. The other times I've been kind of, you know, comforted by it. But mm-hmm. do you yeah. know that, do you know the house? I mean, have you ever... I have heard of it. Now, I've not been in it, but... Um, they don't it, live there anymore. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I've heard, because I did some work with a radio station mm-hmm. down in Monroe, uh, and they wanted to go to it, and they were saying that they really thought, at this point, it was almost like dilapidated and mm-hmm. starting Does to fall nobody down. nobody live there? But I, according to the radio guys, no, but... Uh-huh. But that was several road years trip. ago. So. I don't even remember what, uh, what I might road. need to go investigate this. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, what road it was on. I just remember, like, if you were coming driving down the road, the road would split, yep. and the house sits at the split because it had a wraparound porch, and you could stand on the porch and look out at, at the road coming and splitting around the house. That's so crazy. Yeah. It can't be too many like that. Yeah. All of your experiences yeah. that you've had and the stories that you've heard and the investigations that you've done, have you come across any situations where they really try to communicate in any way or, or been able to communicate back and forth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an investigation uh, down in uh, Lancaster County, mm-hmm. and um, we were very surprised that you know we had done our investigation, had all our equipment out to see what we could get that mm-hmm. way. And um, in just walking around, I had a lady come up to me and I could see her. Mm-hmm. And f- based on her clothing, I could tell she was from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a name. She she told me a name. Oh, wow. I have to be careful what I say right, here because, you right. know, our I cases understand. are confidential. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, she told me a name. Let's say she told me Alice. Okay. Mm-hmm. For discussion's sake so um i keep that to myself and you know and then i keep walking around and not really that much out in in the yard and Mm -hmm. at the end of the investigation um we had a couple things happen in the house uh we were back in the master bedroom and felt like there was a a female presence Mm -hmm. back there and uh one of my investigators got the name samantha Mm -hmm. and so we were like well you know sounds like there's females here well, one of our uh, recorders uh, actually picked up a, a man's name. Interesting. So anyway, we, we get back and we're sitting with the homeowners. It's like midnight. We're sitting outside around a fire and we're discussing, you know, what we found and everything. And um, and I told her these names and she's got a journal and she's writing it all down. Well, the next day she went down to the courthouse and started researching records. House. And lo and behold, and then she did a smart thing. She started interviewing the neighbors that mm. had lived in the area for yeah. years. So come to find out the the lady's name I had picked up was the lady of the house the man's name i had picked up or we had picked up on the recorder Mm -hmm. was her husband and they kept telling me 
about a dog. And they said, you know, lo and behold, she got the dog. The dog was named Samantha. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And we went went back to do, you know, like our final report, give them, you know, our evidence and everything. And I was there with one of my teammates, and the lady of the house came out. And I was standing there, and all of a sudden I felt something hit my knee and, like, Uh knocked my knee sideways. And I looked down, and there goes this white dog running past me out into the yard. And (laughs) my my teammate over there is like, you know, she saw it, too, because she's like, she's trying to point at it without the Uh lady seeing. You know, she's like, uh did you see that? <laughs> yes. That's, it about knocked me down. <laughs> so you said that um, your investigations are private. So is like I know whenever I go to investigate something, it's just out of sheer curiosity. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to say that the the very first place I ever went, not investigated, but I just was going to like trespass. And go <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't have any like. Uh, I didn't have any equipment, but right. I just really wanted to go into this house in Uptown. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. across from Dixie's, or it's still across from Dixie's. It's the oldest abandoned home in Uptown Charlotte. Really? Okay. And it's called the William Trelor House. So this was probably, okay. it, it had been there for years, and we always went to this bar across the street, and I was always like, what's the deal with that red brick house across the street? Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think I do too. So I went and found the tax records and saw who owned it and found him and called him up, and I was like, you know... <laughs> it was like the first year I started blogging and I was like well if I can't find out who owns it I mean it's been vacant for years Mm -hmm. like I'm going at somehow or some way I'm going in this house well I called him and he was like I'll meet you there in 15 minutes Mm, cool so he met me there in 15 minutes but it's a house um it's a couple that lived here William and Julia Trelor they lived here in the late 1800s um they both died in the house. They're both buried at Elmwood Cemetery, where mm-hmm. most of my like mm-hmm. family's buried wow. in Uptown. And uh, I bet that house, because when I did the research over the years of all the people that had lived there, mm-hmm. it was a lot of sharecroppers, like it had turned hands, it turned over like numerous owners. Um, and I want to say the last people that owned it, it was a bail bondsman. And I tried to go and interview him, but he had like uh, Alzheimer's, so mm-hmm. he wasn't able to really communicate with yeah. me. But um, Daniel Levine owns it now and he's owned it for like the past 12 years but mm. I was sta- I remember standing in the house it's completely vacant but mm. the shell of the house is still mm. the same but I bet a house like old houses like that just hold spirits I, I so think they do were you know? down like when you go and investigate are you going to investigate because somebody's saying there's somebody in my house I need you to come cleanse my house or I think I have a ghost or like or why is, is it, it private confirmation what? or all of the above mm, all of right. it you know they just don't want people to be like <clears throat> some people want you know they're they're frightened and they're in mm-hmm. some people are even frightened of their relatives. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, grandma is oh. back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're freaking out <laughs> grandma that grandma is back. is back. And I'm like, hey, were, were you scared of grandma when she was alive? Right. And they're like, well, of course not. She was the sweetest little yeah. lady. I'm like, well, she still is. Right. Yeah. You know, her personality didn't die. Right. You know, just the flesh is gone. Yeah. And I have other people that think it's the coolest thing. They even name their right. ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's George or that's Fred yeah. or that's Sally or whatever. <laughs> um, other people, you know, uh, are frightened because they don't know what is in there or mm-hmm. they want us to come in and um, be sure they're not crazy, that mm-hmm. they really are. Right. There really is a presence in the home. And, um, you know, so it's, it's all things. And, and I do, you know, we, we'll come in and do an investigation, use all the equipment that you see on the shows. Mm-hmm. And we also have people with abilities such as myself. Mm-hmm. And we'll use that as an added layer you know, just to see if I get a name or a person or I see somebody. Mm-hmm. And then we try to historically 
put that person into the house or into the story or into the neighborhood or wherever. Right. You know, so it's a lot of different reasons yeah. why they want to. It's really cool, though, if you can get, like, um, what is what is the machine called where you can track the, the noise? The It's like a, the monitor that monitors the frequencies that a lot of ghost hunters use. Like the EMF detector? Yeah. yeah. So we went, or I went last year to the Outer Banks for Christmas by myself, and I'd all, I'd have a thing with lighthouses. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but oh, yeah. I like lighthouses. So I'd always wanted to go to what I thought was called the Bodie Lighthouse in the mm-hmm. Outer Banks, but come to find out, it's really called the Body Lighthouse lighthouse even though it's spelled really? b-o-d-i-e but they say uh it's one of the most haunted places the outer banks is super haunted oh, yeah, but yeah, they say yeah. that it's haunted there because of like all the shipwrecks and all the bodies that washed ashore huh. they say that that area but we went and we <laughs> i was like let's just download an app on our phone and see if we can pick up some stuff and i don't know if it was real or not you just don't know but it's like you would hear like i couldn't tell if we were picking up like other radio channels or you know mm-hmm. uh, boat boaters that were out or mm-hmm. whatever but um, just to be able to have like that access to that and to maybe hear something or mm-hmm. hear a name come yeah. back or, yeah. um, but have you ever gone down there? No. It's super like creepy when you're looking at it, like from that point of view right. and like you think about all the history and how yeah. long that lighthouse has been there and all the stuff Lots that it's seen. That yeah. 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 How, how did you, how did you start caps? Like what, what? <laughs> I had been in several other groups, oh. um, throughout, uh, the area. I was in a group from. Um, South Carolina, and unfortunately, the the man and the lady that were running it mm-hmm. um, had some marital problems. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting a divorce, so that went defunct. And then um, I joined a group out of Pineville, and the lady that was running it ended up um, getting married and then got pregnant. So she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, with some of those members, um, you know, we went to a, a group out of Gaston County, and they just weren't scientific enough for for what mm. I wanted to do. I mean, I was looking for some sort of proof. Yeah. Once and for all, yeah. I could put this out there. And yes, you know, even the skeptics, well, you know, that's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, to say right. that that's not Not the hokey stuff. Right. So basically, in 2005, I just, you know, took those couple of people that I knew and I said, all right. I'm forming caps. Yep. And I started it like almost like a, a parody mm-hmm. on taps. You know, the mm-hmm. the Atlantic mm-hmm. Paranormal Society. I'm thinking, well, caps sounds good. Charlotte Area Paranormal Society. So mm-hmm. we'll be caps. And I started with like six members. Um, I still have three of those today. The mm-hmm. other three actually moved to mm-hmm. di- different parts of the United States. And since the three, I now have about... 16. Wow. And I've had those 16 for for quite a while. And those 16 are on your team because mm-hmm. you have a huge following. You you have a very big following. So, um are the people that are on your team, do they also see ghosts or do they just believe? Um some almost feel them. I have several mm. people who can like feel energy yeah. shifts yeah. or or like you were saying earlier, you can just feel there's something in the room. Mm-hmm. I have several people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the more that, that we do this and the more that they're around me with, with my abilities, because I have studied and honed mm-hmm. my capabilities, and I think that I'm starting to rub off on some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've you know picked out a couple that could probably yeah. do what I do. Yeah. So. so do you think that what the the skill that you have, do you think you're born with that? Did you, I mean, did you ever, like growing up, did you, you said your mom could also do this. So do you think you inherited it? I or think I inherited think, it. Mm-hmm. I do. 
um, from her. I mean, I can remember different things happening when I was little. Like, I would know stuff before, mm-hmm. you know, it came to fruition. One example I can think of, um, I knew what I was getting for Christmas mm-hmm. one year. And I, and I knew it couldn't be right because I could, you know, I had a vision, let's say. I had a vision and, under, you know, right there under the Christmas tree was a motorcycle, you know, like mm-hmm. a dirt bike, like a brand new red Suzuki dirt bike it had gray fenders and and everything and you know i'm like ah you know my my parents can't afford that you know that's not going to happen well lo and behold christmas morning there she was (laughs) you know so that's so uh you know my my daughter um my my wife's mother passed away about 10 years ago and uh, my kids are four um and just a couple of weeks ago. Now we've never had this conversation with them. They're they're four. Don't really think they expect <laughs> yeah. them to, right. to to understand that yeah. you know that they know that my mom is Gigi, but they, they I don't think that they put the connection together that they'd never met my wife's uh, mother. You know, mm-hmm. so my daughter comes up and and uh, and my wife said a couple of things that funny happened, but you know, to kind of signs that her that her mother's here. You know, and my daughter says just out of the blue. Um, you say, "Hey, Mama, when, when did uh, when did your Mama die, or something like that?" Now we she doesn't yeah. know that she's passed. Mm-hmm. We've never right. had this conversation, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, baby, it was a long time ago. Why would you ask that?" She's like, "I don't know, you know, just." And she's asked a few questions, and this has all been in the last two or three weeks um, ab- about her and asked things about her, and is and so my wife's uh, my wife and her mom's their song was uh, Sugarland's Baby Girl. That mm-hmm. was their, that was their song. So all of a sudden, this song is playing on the radio all the time. Wow. And there's, there's, and my daughter's asking to hear it, and, and she's singing the words to it. Oh, wow. Just starts randomly singing it at times. So it's been, it's been kind of weird. This has been the last two or three weeks. Yeah, like, by the blue, like, you know, to your point about children being able to, to sense and see things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my son hasn't really said much, but my, my, my daughter just out of the yeah. blue. Mm-hmm. You know. Stuff like that. It's like, is that a coincidence? Or does my mm-hmm. daughter just have good taste in music? Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, but yeah, things like that. I'm always like, oh, that's them. They're yeah. here. They're here. So how many investigations do you do a year? Uh, we average uh, about one a week. So oh, really? In the 50s. Oh. Wow. And I mean, it could be different things. I mean, we could do an investigation or we could do a consultation if people mm-hmm. just want to talk to us and you know get a peace of mind or uh-huh. um, I do some educational things mm-hmm. um, have spoken at schools um, civic clubs you've you know, spoken so at schools mm-hmm. really yeah. like on like to to what grade high high school high school I went to a high school um, I was invited to come in they were doing uh for their literary class they were writing ghost stories oh, so cool. the teacher thought it'd be really cool that is have, really cool you know to have yeah. a real ghost hunter come in and talk right. to the kids and oh my gosh they were so so interested so excited <laughs> that's I awesome brought, i brought out our little gadgets like, and you know yeah. oh it was like you know kids in a candy store that's and, awesome that the schools would let you yeah. do that i'm surprised that they would like be that open to yeah, something true. that you know you can't see or touch or feel right. or, you know <laughs> The, the equipment that you use, um, is there a frequency range that you shoot for to, to receive this, or is it all over the place, or how does the, that work? Um, if you're using you know any of the uh, EMF detectors, mm-hmm. usually they are uh, measured in milligauss mm. or Tesla. Okay. But we don't like to use Tesla because its measurements are so minute. You're mm-hmm. going into like the point you know, 0003 mm-hmm. in a Tesla. But in a milligosh, you've pretty much got, you know, a 1 through 15. Right. If you get anything to or below, that's going to be from a man-made source. I mean, excuse me, a naturally made source mm-hmm. like 
copper mm-hmm. in the ground, mm-hmm. um, sometimes quartz, mm-hmm. shale, mm-hmm. running water can cause that. Um, it's just a naturally occurring uh, electromagnetic fluctuation, mm-hmm. anywhere from zero to two. Yeah. All right, say from eight on up would be a man-made computers, mm-hmm. uh, coffee uh, pots, mm-hmm. um, all this electronics you have in your studio mm-hmm. would be, you know, uh, motors yeah. would um, tweak it, you know, beyond. And you get, you know, like close to an, uh, say, an industrial electrical panel, mm-hmm. then you're going to see about a 45 or a 50. Right. But to answer your question, the sweet spot mm-hmm. <laughs> that we pretty much know mm-hmm. that it's it's not natural it's not man-made it's more than likely a ghost yeah. is between two mm-hmm. and seven milligoss interesting so wow. if you're trying to detect these sounds with this machine mm-hmm. is it even on this like so is it even on the same wavelength to say if you're picking up somebody on a cb radio or like how do you not know that you're like so say you're down at that when i was down at the beach and i'm like hearing this stuff i'm like how do i not know that this is somebody's you know cb radio or they're they're walkie-talkie or how do you know i mean i know what i've heard on like ghost hunters on Mm -hmm. television and stuff and you hear this stuff and it just sounds freaky anyway when they're Mm -hmm. not even listening when it's just the noise Mm -hmm. um so is there a way to tell well they um long ago the very first ghost box if you will was basically an ama am fm radio Mm -hmm. that you hacked that you kept going you know it would it would scan frequency Mm -hmm. constantly well since those days they've actually invented something called a psb like Mm -hmm. paul sam boy Mm -hmm. seven and then now they've come out with a psb 11 Hmm. and these are specifically designed for paranormal investigators to use and um uh some people actually take the antenna out of them so there's not a way for them to, you know, get a faraway radio Pick station. Up something else. And they and they can be set to different frequency. They can mm-hmm. run backwards. Um, there's all kind of settings that you can use to, you know, weed out um, that noise. And we've just mm-hmm. come up with a, a new experiment using that, which was very very interesting um, last weekend. So C- can you give us a little snippet? Yeah, um, yeah. I'll t- tell you where we were. We were yeah. at. Um, Historic Rosedale Plantation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that on on yeah. uh, Facebook that you guys were doing a nighttime we were. investigation. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And it was, <laughs> it was, wasn't it sold out? You sold tickets? It was, it was sold out. It's, it's oh, a wow. fundraiser for them. CAPS does not get any money. Yeah. We volunteer our time, our knowledge, and our equipment to cool. help them raise funds for restoration and overhead and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I'm familiar with Rosedale, mm-hmm. but do you want to tell the people? Sure. Rosedale is, um, is a historic plantation here in Charlotte. Um, a lot of people don't even know it's here, but it was built in 1815 by a gentleman called Archibald Frew. Hmm. He was one of um, he was a wealthy merchant up north, came down to Charlotte, ended up being the tax collector. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of history about Rosedale. It's over 200 years old. Isn't wow. it? It's a um, like isn't it a rose garden now. It, there's gardens there. Because um, they the, do a lot of tours and stuff. They and they've do. got a beautiful, like, their land, the landscape is beautiful mm-hmm. out there. And the house is, you know, um, immaculately kept. Uh, um, it's like a Victorian style it, home. It is. Uh, probably, it's actually prior prior to Victoria because it's okay. from 1815. Yeah. So where, more like almost located? colonial. It is on 36th Street. It's out, at like, 36 in, um, in a, well, it's actually on Tryon Street at 36th Street, right okay. outside yeah. of Noda. Noda, yeah. yeah. Huh. And it's kind of, isn't it diagonally across from where the parking shop used to be? So it's, I mean, it's not in the best part of Charlotte. 
but it's definitely it's like yeah it's a little bit and further this, further down but yeah. It's, yeah and there's like a, there's a, a graveyard and there a graveyard right mm-hmm. in the front of it so when you see uh, it it looks like a graveyard but across the street is like where the parking shop used to be and uh, like we used to go to like raves out there in college mm-hmm. but um it's not in one of the best parts of charlotte <laughs> but um it is a be- once you get in there oh, yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. old historic plantation wow oh, cool yeah. So we were doing an investigation, and um, we had a, a PSB-7, and that's the kind, it's very annoying. You know, it's the kind that goes, all, all night long. Right. You're and, like, am um, I hearing something? Is this yeah. something? Do y'all hear it? What so, is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we tried, um, we put noise-canceling headphones on one of our members, okay? Mm-hmm. We hooked that into the PSB-7 box, so only he could hear that, Okay. Everybody else in the group proceeded to ask questions. Um, right when he put it on, and you know, some of these could be coincidences, but not all of them. Right. Like when he put it on, there was one of our team members that was running late because um, they were over at the office to be sure no one else came, you know, that wanted to purchase a ticket to the event. So she came in late. She walked, she opened the cellar door because we were down in the cellar, and she opened the door and started to walk in and Cameron was my team member that had the headphones on was listening to the box he goes open you know the door had just opened wow so you know and there were some I can't remember specifically there was I asked uh, you know he said the word honey but didn't pertain to anything there was a couple words that didn't pertain to anything mm-hmm. and um, trying to think if I can say this in a way not to there was something that happened but I can't really Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. dance sure. around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move to the first floor. Okay? Yeah, I talk about the first floor. Okay. Um, so we go up to the first floor, and uh, there's a song that we play that was played at funerals mm-hmm. back in the time. goes to the tune of Old Lang Syne, but I think uh, the name of it, it's an old Scottish uh, tune in it. Uh, I think the name of it is like Harken to the Tomb or something like that. And we found it. We play it. And so we, uh, you know, we played that in in the Grand Hall on the first floor of Rosedale. And, you know, we were starting to ask some questions. And since we were on a funeral, I asked, I said, um, well, I'm a neighbor from the north, about four miles away. I said, I'm so sorry to have to ask, but who died? Now, this time we had a, a different team member with the headphones on. It was our team member, Ishmael. And Ishmael blurts out, Harriet, well, yes, Harriet died Hmm. in the house. Hmm. And the minute he said Harriet, there was a crash, bang above us. No one was above us. We were all together. So some of my team runs one way because we had left some uh, some, um, umbrellas out. It was so so nasty Mm -hmm. that night. See if the umbrellas fell over. They did not. Then I had another person run up the stairs. Nothing had fallen. Nothing had moved. Nobody was there, but everybody in that group, and there was about a group of a good eight of us, heard the noise and somebody's there with somebody. You're not alone, exactly. Yeah, and there were other things. Um, I asked, um, and this is the cool thing to me because I asked a question that required to be answered by a number. Hmm. So I said, "Well, how many of the children will be at the funeral?" And a couple seconds later, Ishmael blurts out, 10. Now, see, that, that was interesting to me because that question had to be answered with a number. 
he can't hear the question. He, you know, he has hear. on noise canceling earphones and he blurts out 10. Wow. So then finally, I ask, well, who have I been talking to tonight? Ishmael blurts out, me. And I said, well, who's me? And I never got an answer to that question. Huh. But, so was Harriet somebody that lived at, at Rosedale? She was um, the wife of Dr. Caldwell. Dr. Caldwell lived wow. at um, Rosedale from 1833 to about 1856. Hmm. And he and Harriet uh, were married and had eight children, three of whom died in the house, wow. along with Harriet. Wow. That's that's a lot of kids. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It hey, is. That's how it was back then, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's oh really neat, though. I think some of most of my like my grandfathers were like one of nine. Yeah. You know, yeah. grandma was one of six, I think. Yeah. So those bigger yeah. families. Big big families. <laughs> yeah. My father had eleven brothers and sisters. That's crazy. Now, this gift, is this something you can turn on and off, or do you just, I mean, for example, if you're walking into a new house or walking down the street, do you see ghosts? Sometimes. Or is it, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. What distinguishes them? What What does it look like, or what does it feel like to let you know that this is what it is? I, sometimes I get, like, I call it my spidey sense. I mm-hmm. get tingles, right. you know, yeah. and then I know what that means. So then I start yeah. looking around. I'm like, all right. I mean, I've done things like um been in line at walmart yeah and you know and there's a, ghost in walmart a, yes, they're trying to get those are, uh, walmart deals you know with uh with a friend of mine you know and i remember we were we were going down you know to pay uh-huh. and i moved over because there was a guy in front of me yeah you know and i moved over and you know let him let him pass you know and she turned around she's like what are you doing <laughs> and I, I turned around. I said, "Well, I, I was going to let that," and he was gone. Wow. I was like, "I was going to let that guy in front of me." Yeah. And then one time, I went to um, mm-hmm. I was at Lowe's, and uh, I had a two you know two seater back seat truck, and mm-hmm. I sit down, and a friend of mine's with me, and I literally hear somebody moving around on my back seat. Mm-hmm. So I look in my rearview mirror, and lo and behold, there's a little farmer man back there. <laughs> I can see him, yeah. and I looked at her, and I said, "Well, I said we got somebody in here with us." <laughs> She goes, okay, I am getting out. I'm going to go smoke. You do what you do. And when you're done, just come get me. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw something the other day. It might have even been on your page. It was um, the thing on Instagram or something. And it said, uh, in a day, a, a person comes in contact with 100 people a day. And out of those 100 people, uh, five of them are spirits. Wow. Have you wow. ever heard that? I've never heard that. But I, I could see that because, I mean, wow. the guy at Walmart looked solid. You know, I mean, I knew yeah. the the guy that was in the back seat. You know, was not. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I was just moving out of the way to get let the gentleman yeah. go through or whatever, and yeah. no, he wasn't wow. really there. Yeah. Okay, so if that's the key, all right. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I thought it was on your this page. Awesome. So if, if that's the oh, case, okay. so, so so I'll tell you a story that happened to me, and you tell me if there's anything kind of like that with people seeing. Okay. You know, so, um, I was probably twenty, twenty three or so. Again, had just gone through. Right. Pretty nasty breakup. I was, I was, I was having a rough time. I felt like some of my friends had kind of chosen sides, and you know, oh, I was, I was kind of felt alone, hit rock bottom. So anyway, I just took off, and went to Las Vegas. I was always there for you, buddy. So I, I literally just picked up, and Vegas uh, is the answer. I didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody. I just left and went to the, went to the airport, got a plane ticket, and and was gone. Um, Back when you bought plane tickets at the counter at the airport, at the counter, sure did. And I just showed up, and I was out of here. So um, I went to, I went there, and I was having a few days out, and it was the first night. Uh, I went out, did the whole tourist thing, and had a really good time. <laughs> really good time. And then uh, uh, went to, the next morning, I went to um, 
it was probably around 11 o'clock. It was, wasn't quite breakfast, but wasn't quite lunch yet. Went to the Hard Rock Hotel Casino, and they have, there's a, there's a cafe it's still there today called uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Lucky's Number 7. Mm. So, and it's kind of like a diner style. Like, it's got like a bar and uh, like the old red, you know, red stools, whatnot. Brandon and his diners. So, yeah, listen, <laughs> yeah, so listen, diners. So, um, I go sit, I'm the only person in the, in the whole place. Like the only, the only person. So I go sit down at the, at the thing. I am hungover. Mm. Like I'm hurting. <laughs> and I got my hat to pull down real low. I, have, I don't even think I've, uh, I didn't order any food yet. And um, this girl keeps walking by and, I, and she's, she's joking with the, the, I assumed he was the, uh, the, the manager for the restaurant. And um, kind of like, she's, she's busting tables, busy work, whatnot. And she kind of comes, she stops by and she looks at me and she says, hey, are you Okay. So I just kind of sit down, I'm looking at the bar, the menu or whatever. And I, I don't think she's talking to me. And she's like, sir, are you okay? I kind of turn around and look behind me. There's nobody else behind wow. me. You know, nobody else around. I was like, uh, are you talking to me? She's like, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. You know, long night, whatever. She's like, okay. So I just want to let you know that your, your grandmother and your grandfather want me to let you know that everything's going to be fine. <laughs> You're going to be, it's all going to work out and that you don't really have anything to worry about. It's going to be just fine. I was like, <laughs> Wow. So I'm I'm a little taken aback. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And at, at this point in time, my, my mom's mom was, was here, but not, uh, not my, neither one of my grandfathers. So, um, she walks off and I'm, of course I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm really confused. And she kind of goes about her business and it comes back up. I was like, excuse me. I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that? She's like, oh, well, they, I, they, I wanted to, to let you know that they stay, stay with you. You have one that stays with you all the time and one that kind of comes and goes. And, wow. Um, and, and she was just so, a matter of fact, and spills all this stuff out. So I'm starting to not become hungover anymore <laughs> and, and kind of coming to, and I was like, and I was like, okay. And um, uh, I ordered some food and I'm, I'm, I am baffled and fascinated, fascinated at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up uh, talking to her for a little bit. She's obviously like, you know, working. Her name was Jessica. She had an athletic build. She was home from, from the summer. She had a volleyball scholarship from Alabama. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got all this info. I got all of it. And um, I was like, you know, she's, uh, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm curious to talk to you a little bit more. And uh, she's like, well, I get off at four o'clock. She's like, here's my number. Wrote it on my receipt. She's like, you know, we call me and uh, I'll be happy to talk to you. Okay. So I'm waiting for four o'clock to roll around. Yeah. So I go back to my hotel room, call her like, call her about 4.30, 4.45. We probably talked for two and a half hours. Wow, two and a half hours on the phone, and and she's and this and this girl pulls out information from my history about she knew the type of she's like you got a grandfather. She's like, what's the one that's real sarcastic? I was like, yeah, that's my that's my dad's dad. She's like, yo, he he did this. He died when you were around eight or nine years old. Just like, yeah, it's him. Mm -hmm. So she she's going through all this these timelines and confirming these things with me that I'm so I'm sitting here I'm writing stuff down because I'm immediately calling my mom when we hang up to confirm <laughs> and verify a few things. That this, this girl knows this more girl, about this, my family than yes. I do. Basically, and she's going through the spiel and she's going and she's like telling me all this information and uh, and. And she gets it. We get to the end of the conversation. I was like, "Well, I'm going to write your number down on the." It was the hotel little pad that comes on the desk in the hotel, right? Because mm -hmm. I just had it on a receipt. So I write it down, and uh, I was staying at Treasure Island. I never get the piece of paper it was yellow. It was a yellow like the hotel notepad, right? So um, uh, we hang up. She said, "Hey, if you want, there's a fiesta up in Henderson, uh, Henderson tonight. Um, if you want to come out." I was like, "You know, um, I appreciate it. I'm I'm going to be the, the guy that goes and does the tourist thing again. So I was like, so, but I definitely appreciate it. But I'd love to talk to you some more. She's like, well, I work the same shift tomorrow. So I'll be in uh, in the morning and uh, off again at four. Awesome. 
So I go out and I do my thing. First of all, I call my mom. She verifies all the stuff and the information. My mom's like, no, no, who is this? I was like, I don't know. I don't know who she <laughs> That's is. Some girl I met in I Vegas. Like, I, I met her. I met her. She was working at the Lucky Seven Cafe. I was like, she was. Uh, she was not even like. A, she was like a food runner. She wasn't even like you know the waitress. And her name is Jessica. She was. She's her parents live here in Vegas. She's home for the summer, and she goes, has a volleyball scholarship in Alabama. That's all I know. <laughs> So um, I go out and do my thing, and I go back the next day to, to see her. I go sit down to bar. I was like, "Hey, I was looking for Jessica," and I'm asking the same guy, yeah. the same guy that she was joking with. So he was very just. Like, I knew exactly. You knew like, exactly who it was. Yeah, I knew exactly it was him. I was like, "No," I was like, "She was here yesterday." I was like, "Maybe I have her name wrong." I was like, "But she's got a, she's blonde hair, had a pull back in a ponytail, athletic build. She's home for the summer, went through the whole gamut." He's like. Buddy, I don't have anybody here that works Stop by that Stop it. And, uh, <laughs> it. Yeah. So, and now, this is the only thing in my entire life that I just is unexplainable like, to, until to this day. Like, this happened wow. when I was 23. So, I was like, are you sure? I was like, listen, if I freaked her out or something, whatever, and she's, you know, not, right. not telling you not to, yeah. whatever. I mean, I have I have her number. Yeah. So, um, he's like, well, then you should probably give her a call. He's like, Cause I don't have anybody here that works by that description. I was like, okay. Uh, all right. So, I sit there, literally for hours, waiting <laughs> to see this How hungover was I? <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, and, and, I, and I asked him a couple times, and, uh, and and he wasn't being rude, but he was like, look, man, there's really not anybody here. I was like, if there was, I would tell you, if it was someone that you freaked out or whatever, right. I would tell you that you need to leave. Yeah. I wouldn't right. let you sit here. I was right. like, okay, I get it. I understand. So, I go back to my hotel room. And I'm looking for that piece of paper, and it's gone. Wow. Now, I, when I go stay in hotel rooms, I don't let anybody clean my room. Mm-hmm. I don't let anybody come into my room. Like, I keep the do not disturb out. Like, and I tell them at the front desk, nobody goes into my room while I'm here. I just don't, I just, I've never done that. I've been like that forever. So, I tore that hotel room apart looking for that piece of paper, and I left it on the notepad. Not like I took it with me anywhere. I left it yeah. there. I just wrote it down and transferred it from the receipt. Couldn't find the receipt either. That's wow. so weird. So, um, uh, it bugged me out bad enough that I left Vegas a day early and went home. Wow. I thought you were going to say you called Alabama to no, see, like, man. do you have any girls named Jessica on your volleyball team? I, I looked. I looked it up. Yeah. I literally looked up. Uh, I tried to find like photos and like yeah. you know a, yeah. a listing of names from the Alabama like you know uh, uh, volleyball team. Right. Couldn't find anything whatsoever. Wow. And I spoke to this person okay for, so for, for for a couple hours that I was at the restaurant and then about three hours on the phone. Like I spoke to this person. So. Um, I actually, a couple of years later, called a lady that, uh, I don't know if you call her a psychic or a medium or whatnot. Her name's Victoria Williams. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She, I, I don't know where I found her. I don't know if I saw her in an advertisement. Or something. I don't know where I, where I came up with her, but I called her and paid and scheduled an appointment with her that we talked to over the phone, which, which she records on a cassette tape, and I, and I have a home. I, I, I know I have it in one of the, my many banker boxes of collections <laughs> of notebooks and things Thanks. that I keep. <laughs> but um, I even went and bought a cassette recorder just to... Uh, just to have like to be able to listen to it right but um, i gotta find the the tape first but i asked this lady about this situation and uh she's like you know there's people she called them channelers yeah what is a channeler exactly that you can actually um channel uh, someone that has passed a spirit you know Uh a spirit and because you can channel you can um you know get you know glean information from them Mm. and and actually you know make a a connection does mm-hmm. a channeler mean that like that girl was actually a real person and a spirit and like entered her like is it like as hokey as what you see in the movies or is it i mean was that just a ghost that knew about brandon's family it, it could have been both. both i mean it could have been either or i mean i don't really know you know um for the most part, channelers are, are living people, just kind of like your psychic medium that you're right. talking about. Mm-hmm. And they, they just have a different way of 
reaching, right. you know, for the information. She, she had an, another name of, of what it was, it was, it was Chandler's and there was something else. And she was, she was telling me that, um, there's people that, that have passed that usually you, you'll have someone that stays with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that come and go. Um, and she was, she was trying to tell me that I had a, uh, a grandfather that stayed with me, um, all the time and that I had a, a great grandmother which was it was my dad's grandmother which was basically his mom he never really knew his mom mm-hmm. um, that would come and go um, was it like a clairvoyant or a medium ship or I, I'm trying to look up things I'm trying to think of the, of the names that she called this the, the uh, Jessica the volleyball player she, she called there was a, a, a name she had for her um, but I, I, you know, th- to this day, I have always had questions about that. It was the strangest thing, and I know that. I mean, I mean, that she was a person. I spoke yeah. to her. I spoke yeah. to her for for a length of time. She may have been. Um, does the term "walk in" sound familiar? Possibly, like a walk in. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what is that? What like, what's the description of a walk in? It's almost like a spirit that you know mm-hmm. has walked. Either can almost take like a form. You know that you can talk to, or uh-huh. you know sometimes there is you know thought process that they do almost like take people over for a while, right? Yeah, you know, and then like jump in, jump out kind of thing. Yeah, you know, to a, into a living person. Have you seen or experienced anything like that in your situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I've this, got a million questions yeah. for you. I mean, this lady was was so as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. like in telling me who was with me and who was telling me mm-hmm. that I'm passing along a message that everything's gonna be like. Just babbling it off, and mm-hmm. I'm just a little yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. And then we come back. I was like, "Well, hold on. I have some questions." Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and we talked for a while. I, I, I will never forget that man. I've always had questions about. That. I probably always have questions about that that situation. Oh, yeah. I would That's, too. I uh, I've never had anything like that happen since. Um, that's really that, cool that though strong. because like to have something like that mm-hmm. I mean not that I go out and seek things like that but just because of having my birthday on Halloween I've always been around that kind of stuff and then I got interested in it I would kill to have an experience man, like that I'm, I'm telling you man it's, you it's, it's it, left me know. with yeah. all kinds of, of, of questions like it wasn't like the comforting type feeling for, for, for with some of the other experiences it left me with questions of like really more about her like who was that right right and how, how did, did they know that, that yeah happen? exactly I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm okay with with great grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. like hanging out with around. that's that's cool but how did you know that you know know that and come in and, and be yeah. and be someone that who doesn't really exist yeah yeah you know that's that's the question i have yeah i can feel i feel you on that because i have i've had that happen to me like i've been you know we do some conventions and that mm-hmm. kind of thing either you know like uh uh, science fiction conventions where they have a paranormal tract mm-hmm. or an actual paranormal type convention and i was at a, a paranormal convention several years ago and this lady just walks up to me out of nowhere and she goes well you did and she starts telling me all this stuff and i'm like okay you know who are you <laughs> never seen you before but she was right i mean she told me yeah. several things that she couldn't have known and yeah. some things that you know were going to happen and you know a path that i maybe should try to go down and you know and i never knew her but the but the thing about those conventions i mean you would expect people like that i mean there are people who are for real mediums who you know have these abilities or who've taught themselves these abilities or learned them from some sort of master and you know and i have friends in this town who 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 are like that Mm -hmm. there's some you know 
I would only go to the ones that I know and trust to have these abilities. Though. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I think too, that's so cool. But it's like, do you think that these ghosts or spirits, per se, whatever you want to call them, do you think that they exist because they have unfinished business here or they're caught between this reality and the afterlife or both? It could be a lot of reasons. They're, I mean, from the ones that I've talked to seem to be um, confused. They're um, trapped. They don't know how to go or where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I help them with that. Because a, a lot of the ghost hunters that I've seen online, they whenever they do an investigation, the first thing that they say when they get there is, you know, is there anyone here that wants to communicate with me? It's kind of like you have to invite them. Yeah. Like they'll do things to drive mm-hmm. you crazy to where you think you're losing your mind. But then it's like if you go and investigate them, you, you kind of have to... Um, initiate the conversation mm, you do mm-hmm. and i tell them my name you know mm-hmm. i go i go in and i say hey i'm i'm tina i don't mean any harm or disrespect but i just mm-hmm. like to communicate with you get to know you is there anything that you need to say is there mm-hmm. something that that we can help you with have you i don't know if you can tell me this have you ever uh, done an investigation at Reraz, the irish bar no i haven't but i want to so is it is it is it haunted yeah so yeah so tasting with Guinness there about two years ago. It was a private dinner that I got to go to. And the owner was there and we started talking and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I remember when you opened this place up. It was I was uh, right out of high school. It was in 97. And I had always heard stories about the ghosts in there. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a blogger. I was like, I'm born on Halloween. I would love to come in here. And he goes, no, you would not. And I was like, well, tell me more. Why wouldn't I want to come in here? Like challenge accepted. I want to come. (laughs) So basically I think it was the guy that I was talking to. I'm not sure if he was the actual owner, if he was the guy that was running the place, but whoever started open Reraz wanted it. They were from Ireland. They Mm -hmm. wanted it to have a very authentic Irish feel to it. So they brought over, um, like artifacts and things from, you know, either their family or, things that they had gotten but they obviously carried spirits Mm. that they brought into the bar because they had so many different instances with weird things happening late at night after the bar closed and he told me I want to say that he told me that that night in the upstairs alone they have nine cameras Mm -hmm. and he's like you know when we're done and the bar's closed you know it's four o'clock in the morning it's late at night and he's like dishes will go flying across the room like somebody threw it like a baseball pitcher in like the major leagues he's Mm -hmm. like we've gone back and looked on those cameras because I think since they've been in business and more weird things kept happening I think Mm -hmm. he put more and more cameras in there Mm -hmm. but to try to make some sense out of broken dishes or certain things that were happening but he said that the I think that the spirits that they have in there are not necessarily the most friendly spirits Mm -hmm. um because when I said, oh, I would like to come in here, like, you know, all happy and cheery. And he was like, no, you do not. You don't want to get it come in here. Wow. Like he's seen a, like dishes thrown at like employees heads and stuff. So yeah. like violent. Yeah. Is that what you've heard? Have you heard anything? Well, I, yeah, to be honest, um, now I had heard that there was like a little girl in there. Mm. And, you know, and if you go out into that um like the foyer, I guess mm-hmm. you call it, yep. and you look up. Yep, I've looked up, up there. I have a picture yeah, of that. A, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, there's a, there's a handprint mm-hmm. there. Oh, wow. And it's supposed to be from a little girl. 
Da, 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 da. So. I'm going to yeah. get a re-ross now. Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I'm going to head back that way. <laughs> yeah, well, the last time I was in there, because we were taking, taking pictures, because there's a ton of stained glass at the front, because you never really look up in there, because I had never really paid attention to the upstairs where we had this dinner, and because normally we're in there drinking, it's late at night, but we were there for a sit-down dinner early in the night, and um, yeah, it's 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 one of the most haunted bars besides Caswell Station. I, Caswell Station is very haunted. That place has been there forever. That's the old Caswell Kennedy's. Really? It's over on the corner of 7th and Caswell we investigated Street. That. Have y'all done that? Yeah, we did. So, same thing. Door slamming, registers closing, what dishes. What did you find, Tina? We got a lot of, um, we got some EVP out of there. Mm-hmm. And we also, about 4 o'clock in the morning, caught a shadow person mm-hmm. running from one side uh, to the other. Um, there was like a... Uh, woman's sigh that we picked up on audio Mm -hmm. and some other uh i can't really remember because it's been so long but we we did get a lot of evp out of there and um there's a lot of activity but like like say um we've had family members that lived right there on um seventh and ridgeway Mm -hmm. and that house has been there forever but when i tried to research it you know it was it's always been a bar back as far as any research I could find like back to the 60s but I've never heard of like an actual family living in there so that's why I was like wondering was somebody murdered in there we did we found you did we we found it back that far Mm. and it over its time it had also been like a um like a salon or a wig store Mm. okay you know way back in like Mm -hmm. the early 60s but we it was part of a larger group you know land mass that was sold to a developer and i can't remember right off the the top of my head but i have all that research that's oh, wow. that's interesting you know. yeah there's a lot of places over there like a uh, manor theater yep. have you ever done manor theater we haven't but i've heard the stories yeah so i've gone into manor theater looking for that man so mm. it's a man that was the manager there in the mm. 60s he committed suicide and he after he died he kept showing back up at the theater wow. to work and like he would walk up to people and be like um can i take your ticket please <laughs> and then he would just disappear wow. and like i mean mm. i want to say charlotte magazine's done that. some stories yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. So, do you, do you ever come across? You know, most of these are, are you know, we we talk about are, don't seem to be any, anybody doing any harm. Do you ever come across just some pure evil? Oh yeah. How do you handle that situation? It takes a special person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lots of sage. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. More like holy water. Really. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, like, and what are they doing that's evil? Like, what do you? When well, you, uh, I mean, you've got your you've got your malevolent spirits. I mean, like, okay, mm-hmm. let's say if you were if you investigated a prison, okay, uh-huh. yeah, it's not going to be filled with a lot of fluffy little girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you have you done Alcatraz? Uh, we have not. I've gone to Alcatraz. I did that tour twice. It was so good. I want to. Now, we have been to um, Eastern State. I mean, yeah, Eastern State Penitentiary mm. in uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We've been to Moundsville State Prison in West Virginia, uh, Ohio State Reformatory, um, the Charleston Jail. Um, there's a uh, there's probably a lot of evil spirits in there. I mean, yeah. locked in a box. Yeah, yeah, you would think. But, I mean, you know, they're, if they were... It's almost like the, you go back to the personality thing. If if you know you're a murderer, uh-huh. well then you're you know if you're a ghost, <laughs> then you're going to be you know messing with people. I would think if they're you know around there. We've mm-hmm. not had any serious instances um, at all in mm-hmm. in our jails. So I mean you know if they're if they're haunted, they're not. Um, 
you know, there, it's not everybody's state. You know, maybe one or two, and it, it, just a chance encounter. I think. Yeah. What's What's something that you've come across that that's, that's been kind of an evil or not so nice spirit that you've seen them do, or or whether to you guys or to like the the families living or whatever the situation may be, like that, that that they've done that you're like, yeah, this is this is definitely not somebody that's like if you had something thrown at you ever or had like an object move. Yeah. I know that they say. Like from what you've seen well, in movies, throwing something yeah. or moving something is yeah they can. I've been shoved down. Hmm. I mean, physically shoved down. Mm-hmm. And, and did you later find out like it was a misunderstanding? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, right. it was seriously a misunderstanding. I was um, I was trying to talk to someone who who was dead, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see him. But my teammate was a very gifted medium, and she could see him and talk to him and everything. This was way back before. I developed to the point that I am today. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, there's somebody down here. They, they want to talk to you. And I was like, okay. I knew what she meant. You know, mm-hmm. it was a spirit. So we go be bopping down there. And, and um, you know, I, I start talking, you know, and, you know, introducing myself and saying this, you know. And, and I'm, I'm like talking to Wren. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just talking and hello, my name's Tina. Is there something I can do? I understand mm-hmm. you need me to come down here. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I feel this huge hand. I mean, this just huge hand. The thumb went yeah. like, you know, my, my chin and my neck and it was even onto my mm-hmm. shoulder. And and the next thing I know, boom. Wow. Down on the ground I went. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I I got up and, you know, I'm a native, I'm southern girl. I got up mm-hmm. with somewhat of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> And then I thought, you know, you might better back that down because yeah. you just picked yourself up off the floor. So right. yeah. I looked over at um, Nikki and I said, Nikki, uh, what, what what happened? She goes, yeah, um, he wanted you to face him when you talk to him. I huh. said, Nikki, I can't see him. Yeah. And she goes, well, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. She goes, he's really big. <laughs> and I was like, OK. She goes, Look at left. So I go, I, I look to my left. She goes, about 11 o'clock. So I'm like, 11 o'clock on the mm-hmm. clock, right? She goes, and look up. So I go, <laughs> you know, I'm looking straight up. And then I continue to talk, and that's all he wanted. Oh, wow. He wanted me to. So it's a high maintenance ghost is what you yeah, had. Right. <laughs> but he, he was so big, I guess, yeah. and so strong. Yeah. All he was trying to do was turn me, but yeah. he slammed me down wow. on the ground. So, uh, yeah, they have that ability. I've been bouncing out of there in two seconds. Yeah. Have you, um, y'all saw where I went uh, earlier this year. Have you ever gone down to the South Carolina Lunatic Asylum that's uh, mm-hmm. right beside the baseball stadium? I want to get in there. Well, they won't let you in anymore. I know. It's I know. It, ca- it caught on fire in December. They have no idea why it caught on I fire. I did not know that. So th- there's not been any electricity in the building in, I mean, years yeah. and years. Yeah. But it's right beside where the um, Columbia Fireflies Baseball Stadium is. Right. And I decided to do a Saturday trip down there and go check it out. And, of course, uh, when I first got there, it's monitored by police 24-7. Is it really? Yeah. There's a there's a barbed wire fence. I took Lucky with me. <laughs> I took my dog with me. <laughs> and I went during the day. I was by myself, but it's right beside the baseball stadium, mm-hmm. and um, it looks like, I mean, it looks like a mm-hmm. prison, mm-hmm. or, um, but yeah, they said that uh, it had caught fire in December, and um, 
It's called um, Bull Street. Yeah, Bull Street Complex. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) the guy basically followed me around the entire place because part of the place where the asylum part is is actually uh, a health facility where people work. But then the, like, mental institute, uh, I mean, it's a a huge campus. It's, like, the size of a college campus. Um, But then the baseball stadium's right next door. So, um, yeah, I went down there and checked that out, and then I went to the sanatorium, which is about five miles away, Mm -hmm. and that's literally overgrown by trees and bushes and nobody was there and I went in there with my dog and I mean it's still scary because you don't know if you're going to like fall through the floor you don't know right. if you're, you know but it's um like when you go in places like that there's a lot of spirits and stuff like I wow. wish I had your like skills and stuff <laughs> I mean because I know the adrenaline that I felt just walking in there because you don't know what you're going to find right you don't know if you're going to find a homeless person you don't know if right. you're going to find right. you know drugs or other animals or what yeah. so it's a uh, even well, if you find the, nothing it's an adrenaline yeah. <laughs> well the living are far scarier than right. the dead let me yeah. just say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you I come across remember that <laughs> when you come across one that um like you said they're most of the time they're just kind of confused mm-hmm. um what do you tell them that well for the most part they don't think that they're worthy mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. to cross into the light as okay. i say right um so I'll just tell them that they are, yeah. you know, that there's things that they can do right now to yeah. change that. You know, they're they're either frightened or scared to go or, or some are just stubborn and mm-hmm. don't want to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a man and woman who had a house for 50 years, lived mm-hmm. there 50 years of marriage and they passed away. They just mm-hmm. come back and stay there. Yeah. And, you know, they're they like where they are or they're just stubborn and don't want to go or, you know, I usually tell them that, you know, they just need to. You know, I'm a Christian, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to come at them from a Christian standpoint Mm -hmm. and I'll say, hey, you know, you just need to, you know, ask for forgiveness and, you know, accept the Lord, you know, into your heart and Mm -hmm. soul and mind and ask for forgiveness and you can be forgiven. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. And once I tell them that, I've seen them go. Wow. Wow. Any communication from that side about the afterlife and the light? Um, well... And you know, this is one of those stories that I don't like to tell. Right. Yeah. But I died once. Um, had double pneumonia. My lungs burst. Mm-hmm. Um, was in a. Uh, they they managed to save me, and I was in a coma for a little over thirty days. Same here. Oh my god! And yeah. um, during that time, it, it's almost like I. You know how people talk about seeing. You know they they go, they go in this white tunnel and they the see light. the body mm-hmm. down here and all this. Didn't happen that way to me. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was like boom there. Wow. And I was walking around, you know. And you were there at the light? I was in the light. So you didn't, like, look back and see yourself, like nope. how they say that that's what you nope. do? I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, peace out. I'm yeah, out of here. I was there. So, you know, I'm walking around, and I notice I'm barefooted, you know. And uh-huh. I'm walking in the grass, and there's this, like, huge rose garden. The mm-hmm. roses are as big as, you know, plates, mm-hmm. dinner plates. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I notice there's somebody walking beside me. And this person has my has me by the hand, and we're walking. And I look down, and you know, and I see um, sandaled feet, mm-hmm. and then I see like a you know like a white looking robe thing, mm-hmm. and I you know and I and he's holding my hand. I know it's a man. He's holding my hand. I can see his hand. So I decide I'm gonna look, see who this is, and I start to gaze up, you know, because I'm short. I'm starting to gaze up to where he is, so I can see his face, and my. My gaze gets to about his shoulder, mm-hmm. and then I'm not allowed to see anything else. It's almost like when my eyes got there, uh-huh. it's almost like I did the tunnel backwards. 
it's like you know i got thrown out of paradise right. and smacked into a like a blank canvas right. that's the only way i can describe so it so it's almost like I think I went there by accident, and I got escorted out. <laughs> were the, uh, we're the not roses ready for you yet. in the grass, it's not your the time. colors, were they very vivid? Beautiful. I mean, yeah. the grass was so green. Yeah. Um, the You know, we were walking in this rose garden. The roses were, I mean, large, and I could see down, like, mm-hmm. there was uh, some more grass or whatever and at the very end of the grass was this weeping willow tree and it was swaying back and forth and then i heard some birds chirping and then i heard what had to be angels singing because i never heard anything like that and that was about two seconds before i hit the canvas yeah i think whenever you have any kind of a near-death experience um i've had numerous near-death experiences i mean i've gone through two windshields i've almost drowned twice the first time i almost drowned i was stop yeah i was i was three and i was up in mooresville and we were at a party and my parents were you know they were young in their 30s and partying and i walked outside and fell in the deep end of a pool Mm. and i can specifically remember being the pool was full of frogs Uh, it's that's the country Mm -hmm. um but i can remember going under the water i can remember it being really cold i had really really long hair and i can remember seeing my curls like on top of the water interesting but i can remember being pulled out um and then the next the second time i almost drowned i was 15 Mm -hmm. i was canoeing out on the snake river in idaho and i was with three guys that were probably 18 or 19 and they were probably about your height they were you know six foot tall boys and we didn't have life jackets on mm-hmm. and uh we hit like class four rapids Ooh. and fell out and i remember the guys being like you got to take all your clothes off or you're going to drown and I had a backpack on and it was cold and i just remember going under the water and i could see like the sun through the mm-hmm. water and i was like my parents are going to kill me mm-hmm. <laughs> right. but i remember going under and being like this is it yeah. and i was completely like if this is how i go this is how i go and then mm-hmm. the next thing i know all of a sudden the rapids stopped and like Interesting. I believe in ghosts a hundred and fifty percent. Like, there's no shadow of a doubt yeah, in my mind mm-hmm. that that exists. That mm-hmm. afterlife. Like, there's too many like weird coincidences that happen where I'm like, there's no way that that mm-hmm. could, that could be such a coincidence. So, I mean, I just believe in that so much, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a ghost when I come back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think that everybody. I mean, um, I know that everybody is not. I mean, right? Like, my father died when I was. 17 Mm -hmm. i've never seen him Mm -hmm. but my mom died two years ago Mm -hmm. i've already seen her about three times so you said your mom has the same like uh, do you call it a talent do you call it a skill do you call Um, it a gift it's a gift gift. i would think it's a gift we call it gifts yeah i would think i mean i guess there could be parts of it where it could kind of be traumatizing maybe um i don't uh, maybe if you're a child if but you you know the movie uh what's Mm -hmm. it called the sixth sense Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. um but I think it would be so cool. Like I would give anything to be able to like see my mom or to see like one of my friends yeah. Yeah. or, but then again, it could be traumatic. So, I mean, yeah. or do people come to you and say, I need you to come to my house and tell me if, if my dead husband's come to visit me yeah. or I had to help a lady get her dead husband out because oh, they were, wow. she was trying to sell the house <laughs> and she knew he was there and he would leave. Wow. You know? And I went in, I said, look, I mean, cause I talked to him, you yeah. know, like in, you know, uh, and I'll do it out loud for the client's benefit. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll talk to him. I said, look, 
you know, before you died, you wanted this house sold. Uh-huh. You know, your your uh, wife is trying to sell it. You know, it's been on the market for six or seven years. You have got to get out. Now, she's offered for you to come to her new house. Right. But you've got to get out of this one. Yeah. So he, he left. Can he ghosts transfer between? Like, yeah. They can go wherever they want to. People, I mean, I, it floors me. People's like, oh, well, a ghost can't cross over water. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> you think? Well, I think a lot of people, too, what you see in the movies, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. is that completely Hollywood, right, you know, right. j- you know, making this crazy? Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. Um, we have a family friend that bought, um, I think, is it the Latta, Latta Plantation is the oldest home in Charlotte, and then the Richard Wern house is the second oldest house, and a girlfriend of mine was like, let's go investigate this house. Like, <laughs> basically, let's just go break in and look at it. <laughs> so, we go out there, and it's this old house out on Tuckasegee Road, and we go out there at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and on a Saturday, so we're going to go check it out. Well, come to find out, somebody lives in the house. Uh, but no. as soon as we got up to the house, like there's a whole development that's been built around it. So it's like all these brand new houses around it. And I think the house was, I, well, I know the house was vacant for years. They had trouble with vandals mm. going in it. And there's a school next door to it. So as soon as we get there, the first like vibe that I get is like Amity Horville. Like I'm right. like, we're not going anywhere near this house. And then we see people moving around. We'll come to find out. I go and like do some more research on the house and a woman that went to school with my mom bought it and is restoring it. And so she's like, whenever you want to come out and check it out, I should take you with me because (laughs) I bet there is some crazy spirits. The older the house, I mean, I want to say this house was built in like 18, you know, 12 or something. It's, it's because do y'all know how old Lada Lada Plantation is? Lada is, um, Victorian, the actually the oldest house in that is still a house. The oldest house in Mecklenburg County that is still a house is the Hezekiah Alexander that's, House hmm. down on Shamrock that's behind right. the uh, History Museum. Mm-hmm. It was built in 1775. Oh, I, oh, I know which house you're talking about. But then there's the the oldest house is the Robinson House, which is in the middle of Reedy Creek Park. Huh. But it is basically down to a like a rock foundation uh, right. and a piece of a chimney right. and that's it and that's it yeah but people say they you know they hear laughter and carriages and mm. horses and everything yeah. coming up to the house have you ever gotten to investigate fire station house number four in uptown no i have not but i do i do know the story you of know the story house what's the story behind all oh, right there <laughs> were two firemen that yeah. that were killed um uh. about within a week of each other one of them was fireman black uh-huh. and he, i think he might have been the first one he was gonna respond to a fire ran for the the pole you know the hole uh-huh. in the pole yeah his um, name was pruitt black yes pruitt i remember black. he had a cool first yep. name pruitt and he he start he you know reached for the pole yeah. but missed the pole oh. and dove head first Ooh. down and hit oh, the concrete blessing. and then lost his life yeah. you know while his buddies yeah, yeah, yeah. were standing around trying to help him oh. i'd heard about that one what's the second one the second one happened about a week later and I forget the gentleman's name, and I apologize. I forget the gentleman's name, but there was a, you know, back then the the pumpers were horse and um, mm-hmm. like a pumper mm-hmm. wagon, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So they were getting ready to go to a fire. The um, horses and the pumper wagon were hitched up, ready to go, and for whatever reason, they backed up. 
and they pinned him Ooh. between the the carriage and the wall. Oh Ooh. my gosh! So two. Two two deaths um, there in that firehouse. So the rumor that I've always heard about that fire station, um, and I've tried to actually follow up on it because I want to say what five years ago, um, Charles Johnson that played for the mm-hmm. Panthers bought it, mm-hmm. and was really? going to turn it into okay. a bar. Yeah. And um, I'd always heard the story like my gra- I think my grandparents told me that story because mm-hmm. we would always talk about like haunted places and like there used to be the Moorhead haunted um, Inn right here on Moorhead. Mm-hmm. It was a haunted house every year. My dad would take me when I was like three mm-hmm. and the guy would always be like are you sure you want to bring her in here and he's like <laughs> she's a gribble she's tough and I'm like mm, whatever um so but we would go in there um so I'd always hear stories about haunted places in Charlotte and the story I always heard about Pruitt Black was at that fire station whenever like anybody's ever around there it always smells like cigar smoke right, he right, always had a smoked. cigar yeah. in his mouth and um but I don't know why Charles Johnson has never I know he owns it now he owns that building. I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not Somebody's even trying sure. to buy it or do something with it. I saw recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, didn't didn't they use it when? Um, God, that the TV series that was Homeland. 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 Yes. Didn't didn't yeah. they use it for a series and for a shoot in Homeland? I think so. Yeah. Because I, sure I remember did. going by there and they had all this like almost like a fog machine yeah. or yeah. something, mm-hmm. and it, it looked yeah, like it was being use used it. for. Remember they had Fifth Street shut down one day and it was a beautiful sunny day, but Fifth Street it was raining and they were filming a yeah, scene. Yeah. yeah. And I, it yeah. might have been for Homeland. I don't remember, but yeah, I always wondered. I'm like, why has he not done anything with that? He bought it. Isn't it part of the historical? It, it is. Cool so, so you're yeah. very limited on what you can do with yeah. right. with, with uh, But he bought it like five years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Charles, I know you've listened to at least one of our podcasts because <laughs> we've talked about it. Uh, if you do still own it, reach out to us. We want to go hang out in there. Or if you yeah, need us to get rid of a ghost, That's we can right. be glad to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other uh, good ones. I've gone to quite a few scary mm-hmm. places. I went to a place up in... Uh, up in West Virginia two years ago, I went to the Shawnee Amusement Park. Have you ever heard of that? I have. It's, it's, uh, it dates back. There's been a lot of murders mm-hmm. um, on that land. Um, I want to say that the first one was, uh, the, it was a family that moved there and the Indians came and mm-hmm. like slaughtered the whole family. Mm-hmm. And so they say that those children haunt the grounds. Mm-hmm. And then like in the 60s, a family turned it into an amusement park with like mm-hmm. roller coasters and stuff. And to this day, the old, like it's it's uh, swings that are like a piece of plywood with old chains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all still there, and they charge like ten bucks to come in. But they say like that the chains rattle and the thing will start spinning. The mm-hmm. swings will start spinning, and it's creepy during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I was like, well, it's on the. We were going up to Bridge Day, and I was like, well, it's on the way. Let's stop. <laughs> so, Tina, um, what's the scariest place you do, you've come across here? Here? Yeah. Like in the Carolinas in um, this area, yeah, Carolinas. You know, I don't scare. That's right. that's the right. hard or, or thing. Or one that you would um, you would interesting have, stories uh, that you would. You know, I mean, we've done so much. You know, in the state, um, like the battleship mm-hmm. in Wilmington, mm-hmm. USS North Carolina in Wilmington. We've done that battleship several times, and mm-hmm. we've gotten, you know, um, we've gotten things from there. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing, I, you know, it's almost like I followed a shadow that I thought was one of my people. Mm. because we were we were going to go down the engine room and uh and he's like okay well i'll lead you so you know we start to walk and i see a, a man and so i start to follow him and he was like just flying down these stairs you know to get to the engine room and i'm like cameron slow down where you're about to lose us. and cameron answers me from the end of the line <laughs> oh, wow. talking about what are you talking about i'm back here and i'm like oh crap <laughs> 
you know, I could have swore you were in front of me. (laughs) But, I mean, to me, it's not really scary. It was kind of cool, you know. But, I mean, that was a cool place to go to. We got, you know, some some EVP, which stands Mm -hmm. for Electronic Voice Phenomenon, you know, Mm -hmm. ghost voices on recorders. Mm -hmm. Sure. So we got, um, you know, quite a bit of EVP out of there and um, a couple of good pictures. Uh, You know, we've just been so many places. Of course, the people's homes, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't really you know really talk about right, um yeah. but uh but i would have to say that if i was scared of anything it, it would be the darker cases and and i am mm-hmm. i am an exorcist mm-hmm. i do work with a certain denomination here in charlotte mm-hmm. um uh when someone has a problem uh they'll call this this uh church and the church will call, call me because they don't they don't have an exorcist they don't right. have a priest that is you know qualified so right. i'll help whoever they put me in contact with and so roughly like in the past year have you done one um not in the past year mm-hmm. it's rare it's yeah. very rare very rare but you don't you, don't, you only need one yeah and right. you're you know right you're changed, you know. I'm yeah. guessing by the way you talk about it, it, you probably come across more positive situations oh, yeah. than negative situations oh, yeah. like yeah. that. So the Absolutely. term haunting, you know, uh, has that that scary feel to it because you go, you automatically think about the exorcist and mm-hmm. things like that. But it's it's a very small percentage of really what you deal with, yeah. which is good. It is. I mean, I, I have, I, you know, there's one place I don't, I don't really want to go back and mm-hmm. I really can't name it because right, it's yeah. a business right sure um but i want to go back i had one of those experiences that to this day i cannot it freaked you out yeah right. i cannot yeah. I think explain that's kind of what i was getting at like those what happened yeah you know Oof. can you tell us about the experience but don't you don't yeah. take the okay. um we were doing a dinner i, I run a meetup group mm-hmm. you know i run uh, a meetup group and we'll take our meetup folks out like once a month usually the last weekend usually the last saturday mm-hmm. in the month and i had combined like a like a you know little ghost walk to some you know couple of houses that had reports of being haunted in this area mm-hmm. and then at the end of the ghost walk we were going to go to this restaurant that had been reported to be haunted so you know we we go and um we have dinner and the meetup group leaves and it's just uh like myself and two other of my caps team that were still there so the owners wanted to show us a, a certain area in this restaurant so we go back you know to check out this area and you know i'll look at the area and my teammate matt looks at the area and um and you know we're like okay cool you know we make something about it was so small that you know we were kidding about putting me in there with a camera on my head and Mm -hmm. he could just pull me out by my feet or whatever (laughs) so we were kidding about that and then you know it came time to go and um it was he and I and one of our female members. So he and I walked her to the car. She got in the car. And then, you know, we went to his car. You know, he opened the door. I got in the front. He got in. We started to pull out of the, the um, uh, restaurant. And I could, and I, the lady, you know, our team was in front of us. And she went one way. And then we pulled out. That's the last thing I remember. Wow. So, okay. So go, you go ahead. So anyway, we were... Um, you know, we watched our, our teammate pull out in front of us, and it was around 11 o'clock. You know, I just happened to look at the clock because it was, you know, getting late. And so she pulls out, and honestly, that's the last thing I remember. Mm. Now, we're, we're, we're in the car, and at some point, I mean, and I'll, he was going to take me to my car, which was only parked a mile away. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and where it was parked, there was all these orange lights, you know, you know, street uh, lights. Street lights. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very well lit. And um, the next thing I know, it's like I, I'm, I'm riding in the car, and it's like my body goes backwards, huh. like something jumped out. And I look, it's dark. You know, I don't know where we are. I don't know how long we've been going. And I look at Matt, and I'm like, Matt, where are we? He's just driving. He don't hear me. He don't respond to me. Wow. He don't do nothing. I said, Matt, where are we? He still don't answer me. I said, Matt, where the are we? <laughs> and he goes, I saw him do the same thing I did. He jerked back, and he's holding on to the wheel, and he, you know, his body lurches backwards, and I know something came out of him. Wow. And he looked over. He's driving. He looked at me. He goes, Tina, where are we? I said, I don't know, dude, you're driving. You're the one driving. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no. I'm like, I know. Pull over. So we pulled over. We had traveled. By this time, I mean, I told you it was almost 11 when we left. It's like 11, 30, 35, somewhere around And you were only going to go a mile. And we went five miles. Wow. Straight shot, five miles. We do not know what happened to us. We do not. To this day, we don't. So you, but here's what I think. Okay, tell me what here's you what think. I think. What I think happened is a a a male got in him, mm-hmm. and a female got in me, mm-hmm. and they used us to get out of where they were mm. and to go home. Hmm. Because I remember looking, and we were in front of some houses, but we had already driven into the next county, mm-hmm. and you know it was like five miles up the road, and there's not enough time for that to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should have taken five or ten minutes to go five miles up a road yeah. that's a straight shot yeah why did it take us almost 35 right so the first thing wow. we did we got out of the car which i, I, I know this just is like not. shaking off like is anything else in me well, well we me. got out of the car and the first thing we did was look in the sky because we were like were we just abducted by aliens you like, know what just happened right. And, right. and i was like no nah, man because you know people that get that say they've been abducted by aliens they're gone for days, two or three yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. I said, we've been gone for about 30 minutes. Right. And we called, you know, we called um, our teammate. And we were like, um, anything weird happened to you? She's like, no, I was already in bed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. She was by herself, though? Yeah, she was by herself. That's- and I really think that they used us to get home. And right. then- so you were possessed for five minutes? Uh, 30. 30. 30 minutes. Wow. Don't know where I went. Don't know what I did. How would you explain that if, like, you had gotten into a wreck or, like, something bad happened? It wasn't me. I was possessed. I know. I don't know. I was like, Matt, he was driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy scary because I wonder if it can just happen to anybody or, I mean, you don't know. You don't know. But, yeah. He he has jokingly asked me, you know, in the past, he's like, you want to go back to that restaurant? I'm like, hey, no. No. (laughs) No. I don't blame you on that one. That's... Has there been any that have specifically reached out to you because you have the gift? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to go to a hospital. Right. I had that conversation with somebody last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard for me. Well, it's hard for you to go to a hospital in general or when somebody says, I want, like, uh, no, me. like to go visit a relative. Yeah. And I'll be walking out and there'll be three or four people behind me. Oh, wow. And I'll be like, all right, let's go to the chapel, have a right. conversation. Right. Funeral <laughs> homes are hard too. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah, think yeah, that yeah. funeral homes are inhabited by a spirit, but they are. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're hard too. Like right. they just don't want to get in the box and go. That, well, I really think they're, you know, people, 
there's this thought process that, well, graveyards aren't haunted. Well, why not? Because right. that's the last place that right. everybody's family was gathered with all the emotion right. and the deceased person. Right. All of y'all are right there at the same time. So why not? You know, yeah, that it, it, yeah, I can tell you, I can show yeah. you some that are haunted yeah. around here. Oh, I'm right. sure. So not all, you know, and like, you know, uh, you know, in throughout history, there's been like, you know, uh, so many billions of people i used to know the ratio but it's like a 15 to 1 ratio Mm -hmm. for everybody that has lived and died everybody today that is living is about a 15 to 1 ratio to everybody that's been you know ever lived on this planet i don't think you know there are 15 billion ghosts out there Mm -hmm. and i and i also question your statistic of five out of a hundred but i just don't think it's that much but for whatever reason you know to stay because they don't want to leave or mm-hmm. stubbornness or uh, afraid or unfinished business or or whatever it may be yes some do stay behind but i think eventually they go they go mm-hmm. i mean they may need somebody like me like the the dancers i was telling about being pushed down that that guy he had been here for over 200 years oh wow he was uh, from a uh, an old dutch family that had settled here in the area long time to like linger like when i was doing the research on the outer banks when i was there um reading so much history about that there's so much history in the outer banks and like there are a lot of like pirates and ship captains and things like that that have just been their 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 spirits are trapped between worlds or Mm -hmm. whatever quote unquote but um yeah that's got to be exhausting i mean that's a that's a long time seeing a lot yeah I'll be like, all right, guys, I'm tired. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get some sleep. I'll see y'all later. Yep. Do you, uh, oh, I do. I have a question. Sorry. <laughs> do you um, read the the website here called um, Stranger Carolinas? Mm, not really. So it's a website that I found a while ago, mm-hmm. and it's just got... I, it's it's not that I like, like the gory, like when people are like, oh, Jenna, there's this like spooky, creepy. I'm more so like the history. Mm-hmm. Like I'm interested in the history of like old homes and like, God, could you imagine living here in the summertime in 1812 with right. air conditioning? It, no air conditioning. And, you know, if it is haunted, you know, like I'm interested in things, more so the history. So I found Stranger Carolinas because... Um, What is that? What is that? I'm not sure. What is going on? That is weird. There's a woman's voice coming through. Yeah. It sounds like my voice. (laughs) Do you see anybody in here? Was that us? No. No. That's strange. We're still getting levels? Everything's still... Yeah, now it's good. It's just... I I hear that, though. It's spitting or something. Yeah. That's never done that before. No. That's never happened before. Is there anybody here with us that would like to talk to us? <laughs> I know a lot of dead people. Come talk to me. Um, is that recording? Yeah, Did it you is. Catch that? Yeah, I, I guess we'll find out once I go back. Yeah, go back and listen. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Let's stop here. Um, do you want me to keep talking or? It, did that not sound like my voice? Hello. <laughs> keep talking. Um, You're among friends. So do you want me to tell you about Stranger Carolinas? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. So Stranger Carolinas, <laughs> I found it because there was a, a guy up near Greensboro. Did it again. Who, um, I hear it, yep. who got hit by a train and he lost his foot. 
and he was like a young boy. And then years later, uh, so they buried his foot. So they had a gravesite for his foot, which has become a tourist attraction up in Greensboro. I've heard that. And then years later, when he died, he wanted to be buried with his foot, but there was no room in the cemetery. So they moved him and buried him really far away. Is this really weird? What's going on? <laughs> this is awesome, whatever it is. Let's see if it's just I thought you were some playing kinda, back something we had no, recorded no. earlier. I thought he was messing with us. No, but no, 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 he's not, not doing anything. Chris, I'm watching him. If we get it again? Does it not sound like my voice, though? That's like, come. Do y'all hear that? I just heard no. You know, you said, does it not sound like no? What's your name? What is your name? Tell us your name. That is really creepy cool. Do you want us to know your name? (laughs) (laughs) I I need some more Dixie vodka. I I need a drink now. (laughs) Is it time to pull out the booze? (laughs) That is real. We all heard it, Yes, we did. We're not all. All right, I'm going to stop this here. We're going to go back and listen to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. So anyway, so about Stranger Carolines. Have, oh, I can't hear myself. Oh, I Can, probably have about hello ten more minutes myself. Before mm-hmm. I got two shows happening. Oh, okay. okay. We can still wrap up. It? That's fine. Okay. So do, wait, do we need to film any or Did record anything? I heard something. Stranger Carol. What is it called? It's called Stranger Carolinas, uh-huh. um, and it is. Uh, a guy that I think travels around and he tells you about um, off the beaten path different things in the Carolinas um, and it's just always like odd uh, grave sites or odd places that you can go to it's how I found out have you ever heard of Helen's Bridge yes. in Asheville yes mm-hmm. so Helen's Bridge is probably one of the most terrifying places uh, that I've ever been um, I've heard a lot of people that go up there their car batteries die yeah. immediately their cell phones die wow. immediately uh, a woman uh, hung herself from the bridge year I mean it's been yeah a hundred years hundred years maybe or even maybe more yeah she lost her baby in a fire i believe is what happened and then she hung herself from the bridge and they say that it was like teenagers go there to you know check it out but it's near Asheville. Mm-hmm. um have you ever heard of chicken alley i have heard of chicken alley and there's also like a helen um after helen's bridge there is a lydia's bridge in jamestown and a Sally's Bridge, <laughs> depending on who you know you want to believe. Some people have said it's in Concord. It is not. Okay. Um, it's basically uh, kind of sort of toward um, right where Mecklenburg and Gaston counties touch. It's more that way. It it's not there now. Um, it's a, you know they actually moved the road. The bridge abutments are still there, but the road is totally a different place than where the bridge is. Yeah. You'd have to get back in there, and it's private property oh. behind where it is. Yeah, those places with private property are not yeah. great to go. Uh, it, it's a, it's dangerous. Um, but uh, have you been to Helen's Bridge? I have not. Okay. I've not. But you've heard the rumors. I've heard the rumors. Yeah, I've had somebody tell me before, like, that that's the most, that they're from Asheville. And I was like, do you want to go with me? And she's like, it's the most terrifying place that I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I'm hearing all of this that you yes. guys yeah. are We're just, we're just staring just, at I'm each just other. trying to keep talking because <laughs> right. if whatever this is that's coming so through. In situations quick. like this, what would you do to try and bring them out? Or I'd start asking questions right. like, you know, um, you know, is there anybody here that wants to speak with us? I'm very receptive mm-hmm. to hearing you. If you want to tell us something or is there something you need from us? Because there's been specific words mm-hmm. spoken. Yeah. Well, maybe we have a friendly person or maybe we have a shy, shy Seems spirit. Seems friendly. Doesn't seem. Yeah. I mean. I'm she sounds like me. She sounds amazing. Every time you say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep talking? I mean, yeah. let's see if she'll She seems talk to, to like you. She yeah. seems to like me every time I start talking. I hear her come through, but that's why I thought it was my voice. Mm-hmm like kicking back on the right on the microphone or something but um yeah if you want to tell us your name my name is jenna what's your name do you want to talk about stranger carolinas with us do we know you (laughs) did you come with me Did you come with me? (laughs) Do you want us to stop talking? (laughs) Maybe me? (laughs) Do you want us to stop talking? I think she said no. Should we stop the show? Should we end the show? Or should we keep going? Yeah. That sounded male, though. Yeah, it did. That sounded like a guy. Yeah. Yes, it did. Did you, you didn't say anything, nope. Brandon, did that you? Was, uh, nope, that was not me. Did y'all hear that, though? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, it was a male who said, yeah. Okay. We will end the show. Maybe they don't like us talking about them. Is that what you want? You can talk. It's okay. Should we end the show? Should we continue the show? Would you like some Dixie vodka? What do you guys think? I mean, I know. I don't know. I know you've got to go soon. Do we need to like wrap up anything as far as from the beginning of the show? Any kind of intro stuff? How much are we? What are we at? I mean, if there's somebody out there that wants to talk to us, we'll keep going as long as they want us to. Yeah. But uh, uh, what's your experience in something like this? It can just come and go. Yeah. Um, never really had it happen in, in something like this, again. though, to yeah. be honest with you. And you've done radio shows before mm-hmm. or like. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been on, you know, um, well, 
Kiss 95.1. Mm-hmm. So you've like mm-hmm. been around this before. Yeah. So that's, I mean, God, what are the chances? I feel really lucky. Mm-hmm. The only time I've heard something similar to this when I'm editing is if on one of the tracks there is an audio file that I don't know is there. That's why I'm trying to ask play. that, you know. But with this, um, I have all of the tracks muted except for the one I'm recording on. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, I looked at it beforehand, and I know for a fact there are no other audio files anywhere on this screen yeah so if you don't edit like this part out where we're having the stuff come through mm-hmm. it'll be on the show yeah. i mean we just yeah, it's on the, it's on the it, yeah. what's funny is it's on the track but it's not showing any waveform. it's not showing a waveform yeah that's the interesting thing i keep what did the what did say she that say? again What? I think you got a track in there. That's that's that that was like lack of inner focus. Inner focus, yeah. And then there was something before that, like Miss Miss Car, Miss Carthy, something like there that. There is no way this thing is pulling <laughs> from just, any kind of audio. I have to try. I, I, I understand. From, I have to. I have to do a debunking here from exactly. a scientific standpoint. You know, I lack heard exactly what you focus. just heard. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other audio okay something's weird yeah that is so strange well uh, we can can wrap up because I know you've got a show tonight yeah yeah Um, yeah that's really wild Um, I don't know what to think about that all right. Well, we'll figure it out one way or another. It definitely made my uh, blood pump and <laughs> hair my blood neck blood stand blood. up. You ain't kidding. I was like, what are the chances that, that so the weird. night that we're talking to Tina from Paranormal <laughs> Charlotte, we have a spirit come visit us? But no, oh, that's man. never happened. No, 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 no. God, that's so wild. And it's only been recently. I mean, the first time, I mean, we've been talking for mm-hmm. an hour and a half mm-hmm. before yeah. anything like that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. That's weird, so wild. We'll okay. find out when we go back and uh, <laughs> uh, edit it. <laughs> so yeah. um, if people wanted to reach out to you, how do they um, do that? You're on, I know you're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, we're also on um Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. and then our website is um, www.charlotteareaparanormal.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a way to contact us from, from nice. our website. Okay. okay. Uh, or you could send us a Facebook message. Okay. okay. So do investigations kind of happen like how you see them on television? You come during the night and you mm-hmm. spend the night and, and detect any kind of sounds. <laughs> This is so... Okay, I think they want us to let us know that they are definitely here. Um, Yeah, I I think that's uh, really interesting. Um, Just because I'm uh, fascinated with old homes. I would love to have you go in the tree lore house uptown. Can we do that? We need to to do that. I need to contact Daniel and see if we can do do that. that. Um, Last time that I went, he was more than happy and we walked in there was like writing on the wall and underneath it it said like 1917 like where somebody taking a stone into the wall yeah so um it's it's the oldest um row house in Mm -hmm. uptown basically that means it's a duplex but it's the old brick house right beside uh spectrum arena where the hornets play oh yeah yeah, okay i know we're talking about yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's completely gutted and empty so but probably full of spirits as i would like to check that out yeah definitely 
All right. Well, Tina McSwain, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thanks you all for, for having by. me. I Let's do this again. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Have yeah, me questions. too. Oh, I did want to ask one more question. Yeah. I do have one more question. So you know how Charleston at night has the ghost tours? Uh-huh. You mentioned earlier something about that. Hmm about going from home like homes or just do you do any kind of ghost tours just um now i'm helping with a ghost tour we're having one um matter of fact wednesday oh cool at rosedale it'll be a ghost walk um mm-hmm. through the grounds october 30th october 30th okay. wednesday october 30th it's a walk through the grounds you go into the cellar and you go into the first floor of the house Oh, Ooh, cool. so how can and people to, come to that? Um, go to Rosedale's uh, mm-hmm. website for tickets. I believe it's um, www.historicrosedale.org. Gotcha. That might be what I'm going to do on the 30th. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. Let me know. I'll go with yeah, you. Yeah, Rosedale's That's beautiful. Cool. It is. Yeah. And, it, and it's haunted. Yeah. yeah. But they're all friendly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to worry about. Very cool. All right. Founder and executive director of the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society, CAPS for short like that name uh-huh. so thank you again for coming by that's it for us uh we're a little spooked out but uh it's actually pretty cool i'm, I'm kind of whatever that was glad it happened for jenna gribble thank you thank you thank you brandon henson making like a ghost <laughs> <laughs> it's a qc confessional podcast on radio charlotte dot com com <laughs> You know, there's a lot of things in life, and there's a lot of things that aren't in life. And one thing that's involved with them is Radio Charlotte.